the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com.
liberty in America is under assault. We no longer live in a reality that includes property rights. We're no longer the kings of our own castle. We no longer enjoy the true benefits of capitalism. Instead, we're negotiating our rights with our own government. This isn't how our country was founded. These aren't the ideas of our founders. It's time to seize back our country. This is the Liberty Hour, where these important issues will be discussed for the sake of America's future. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Constitution in the other, here's your host, Sean Thompson. This is the Liberty Hour. Look at that. Amy Jacobson is still a hot tamale boy. Still putting him in the seats. I love every minute of it. As we listen and wrap up the morning show, and the topic that uh, Dan and Amy were discussing, Ocasio-Cortez and her call for universal pay and just the expansion of socialism, it brings me to not only reflect on the failed communist state of Illinois, but more importantly on the situation of where we are with both parties. I understand that uh, people who listen to conservative radio and people who put on their Caddyshack hat and think Trump is not Nixon or FDR have a tendency to believe that there's a dog in the fight and we're winning and we have opportunity to win and everything's going to be great. I just want you to hear me out as I litigate the fact in my crude way to show you that the Republicans not only don't put up a fight against socialism, but embrace the worst characteristics of it the whole time they're telling you we have to defeat it. And I saw this early on in Illinois as I saw really the Illinois Republican governors put the death blow in the, in, in, into Illinois, whether it's Thompson agreeing to the expansion in the pension colas and then claiming some sort of, oh, I'm sorry, I had no idea the math would add up, the big buffoon that he was. Or if it's Bruce Rounier with the scarecrow wife as they uh, make abortion not only free, but we all have to pay for it regardless of what we think. So it starts out by the demigod socialist, whether it's Ocasio-Cortez or my favorite. If we're going to do the modern-day Democrat, at least posing as, a, as an American philosophy and American politician, I like to do the old Soviet communist in disguise. Okay, so bear with um, the guy from New York, but pretend you're watching Curb Your Enthusiasm. What's your big idea? Medicare for all. Does that mean all? Yeah, it means all. I mean, you know, let's be clear. This is not a radical idea. Together we have stood with the workers. Perhaps because Bernie Sanders has been delivering much the same message for more than 30 years. We're going up, not down. Here's Sanders, then mayor of Burlington, Vermont, on the Today Show in 1981. You have uh, maybe 2% of the population that owns one-third of the entire wealth of America. We met the senator on Capitol Hill. <laughs> in a tiny D.C. campaign office. Bottom line is, Medicare is the most popular health insurance program in America. Now listen, I, I stopped it. We're going to continue from that point. But I want you to be aware of a couple things. Medicare, it, 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 popular versus successful are two... Absolutely different things. At the time Medicare was passed, it was rebuked as what it is, a communist, socialist uh, takeover of health care. 
That's how it was fought in the early, early 60s. There was a massive fight. Now, that's without an Internet. It's without independent news. That's just what American citizens back then, who had a defined line of socialism versus Americanism, and it was almost beat. However, the powers that be understood that once they had this cornerstone of failure, of socialism, that it would in fact grow because what government loves to do, and they do very, very successfully, is use their failed policies as weapons against those who reject them. So it is so bad, it has failed so much, it is so such a target of swindling and inefficiency, we must grow it. It will be the baton used to beat you over the head. So he's right when he says this is not a new idea. However, he's lying when he says it's not a radical idea. Because 50% of the country vehemently opposed it. But back then, there were still corrupt politicians, even more so. The only difference is the payoff was cheaper than it is today. Far more popular than private health insurance That's a lie. And uh, we think if we expand Medicare over a four-year period to all people, you're going to see a lot of people being very satisfied. Americans would pay nothing at the doctor's office, (laughs) no co-pays at the ER. He's even throwing in dental and vision care. Yeah, why Companies not? Companies would no longer offer private health care to employees. The cost? In the trillions, with a T. If I want to, can I opt out? No. The word that will come That's from very important. is socialism. Well, that may or may not be, but as it happens, this is not a socialist program. You know what is a socialist program? It's the Veterans Administration. You know what's a socialist program? Your police department. Your fire department. Those are government-run programs. Medicare for all. That's Bernie Sanders' big idea. See, what I love about him is he took all of the things that are failures in society. The Veterans Administration, unmitigated failure. He's right. Socialist. Police department. What he means by that is they're paying their pensions. Unmitigated failure. He's right. Fire department. Also, one of the greatest scams perpetrated on the American people as 70% of them. 70% of what I like to call demolition crews in rubbers. 70% of them are volunteer. It is only in these democratic enclave corrupt bastions known as uh, Illinois, New York, and California are where the fire department is paid like neurosurgeons as they sit on their asses and become very good at video games. Oh, I understand. They all get behind the heroes. I get it. And sure, it's brave to a certain extent. I run into the thing. But isn't that something most of you would do if you were walking past the fire? Is there really that many of us who would sit back and say, gee, that's a terrible fire, Herb. Hey, I hope nobody's in there. See, I, I have a hard time having people being celebrated as heroes for what is normal. I have a hard time doing that. But more more of the point is he takes the failures that exist and uses them as weapons to prop up this other massive failure of Medicare. I don't know uh, too many people touting, man, that Medicare is great. Medicare is fantastic. Now, I'm sure there are some out there, but those are people you know who, who don't understand that bread is bread and pizza is pizza. Just because you've never had pizza, don't tell me bread is good. It's the same thing. You don't know what you don't know. So, so people on welfare are going to love Medicare. After all, that's all they know. And the one thing about Medicare that you have to love is the fact that it is virtually the easiest thing to scam on the planet. Now, if this is the right clip, this is from 2011. Is there a distance between you and the president on what he wants to do on health care and where you... Oh, you know what? Justin, the Medicare thing. Damn it. I forgot to send it to you. 
All right, listen. Medicare from the dawn of time, since its inception, has been a target of swindlers. And I don't just mean swindlers of um, doctors who are overbilling it. I'm talking about absolute and Medicare fraud. In fact, in some cases, it's $90 billion, with a B, a year that we're losing. That's $90 billion with a B. It's important to understand. At a time when money is tighter than ever, this kind of fraud is costing Americans as much as $90 billion a year. ABC's Pierre Thomas has details of today's takedown. 6 a.m., roughly an hour before dawn. Federal agents convene in a Brooklyn parking lot to prepare for a raid. The target, suspected health care scamsters stealing your tax dollars by the bushel. ABC News was there exclusively as the suspects were read their rights. It was all part of a national crackdown with raids across the country. $200 million in fraud from these raids alone. Doctors, nurses, and medical professionals from Los Angeles to New York and cities in between have cheated taxpayers and patients alike. Prosecutors say this clinic, along with two others in Brooklyn, accounted for nearly $57 million in fraud. These are staggering Here's numbers. How the scam allegedly worked. Sources say the clinic recruited and then paid patients a $40 kickback to come in for bogus treatments for vertigo. The problem was the treatment was never provided or not needed at all. Some patients were even given government-funded transportation and expensive ambulettes. The clinic then billed Medicare and Medicaid for all of it. You paid the bill. Tens of thousands of dollars a week. It's a serious crime. And as we have shown today, we will make sure... That's Eric Holder. ...serious consequences. It's a multi-billion dollar racket. The government today even revealed a most wanted health care fugitives list. Many on the run for stealing millions. We urge the public to report any information on the whereabouts of these fugitives. Health care fraud. A true epidemic. Pierre Thomas... Now you know why it works? Because it, it, like all communism, like all socialism, like all enclaves of corruption, such as these Illinois neighborhoods where these scoundrels keep winning and winning and winning, they rely on, a, on two things. Not just the corrupt system that they've manufactured and built that they become gods of, but of the corrupt recipient of those benefits. See, these could not exist without the corruption of the recipient. Now, whether it's Ocasio-Cortez promising everybody more pay, or it's Bernie Sanders promising you a utopia of everlasting health and paradise, they are relying only on your corruption. The problem is, humanity is corrupt. We are all corrupt. It isn't whether we're whores, it's that we're just negotiating the price. Now, for some, it's insurance. For others, it's minimum wage. But what society, and in particular our little states like Illinois and New York, prove is that the vast majority of citizens are corrupt or want to be. Cut me in or cut it out is the, is the thing. And I find that funny because it leads back to Illinois. It leads back to what we are facing here in Illinois as possibly the most useless Pritzker up until now. Jelly Belly Pritzker is now the governor. And within a record short time, all of those things that were told to conservatives about fixing the problems of Illinois, oh, we can't, it's in, the, it's in the Constitution, it's a promise to the citizens, all that is wiped away in 90 days when Pritzker's in charge. And all of those, those holds on taxation, on, on things that society normally rejected, that's all by the wayside. So now Illinois has adopted the Sam Giancana plan to get out of uh, the problems we're in. What, is the, what do I mean by that? We're going to do drugs, we're going to do gambling, we're going to do extortion. 
Now, they call it tax, the last one, but I call it extortion. Whether you go to pump your gas or watch TV, you're getting an extortion fee in Illinois, and they're making up the numbers. They pull it out of their shoe, and that's what you want. But every once in a while, Jelly Belly has to go before the public. And you know what I loved about this kid? He had the American Bagel coffee cup where you know it was just a remnant of that baker's dozen he shoved down his pie hole. And he was asked by a woman, a naive woman, clearly a Democrat, clearly a supporter, listen, I understand you're going you're gonna to promote this pot dispensary stuff. I want a little piece of the action. And I love the way in which he staggered to tell her, honey, you don't stand a chance, toots. How would the, the uh, person in the neighborhood and the community, how would they get involved? How would they take... A- what benefit are they going to get out of the social equity program? I mean, they're going to be able to go and get a dispensary. I mean, how does that? How is that going to work? Yeah. Say if I wanted to just like quit my job and go and get me a dispensary, how is that going to work? Well, first, honey, you have to become a lobbyist and you have to deliver and guarantee sacks of money to the politicians. See, that's how it's distributed now. It's given to the lobbyists. It's given to those in the clout. Do you really think, honey, you are going to get a, a dispensary? How delusional do the Illinois citizens have to prove themselves election time after election time, cycle after cycle, as they keep running to their abuser for help? It's really, it's, it's the mentality of just a beaten, battered child, wife, slave, whatever the case is, to not see the scam. Now listen to him as he struggles to tell her, you're just the pigeon, honey. Well, you have to go get a license, and you have to apply for the license, and there are a limited number of licenses, but there are points, there's a point system Ooh, point. that was developed with the Black Caucus, with the Latino Caucus, with experts, too, um, to make sure. That- now, that point system isn't to make sure that people get in. It's to keep people out because these, the, these arbitrators, these mitigators of rights are the corrupt ones among us, and you turn to them. Now, listen to the, the uh, he continues to struggle. That, that the point system allowed people, particularly people who, again, ha- aren't, haven't normally been allowed to do this, okay. um, would have a chance to do it. So, for example, there's, uh, there are points for the, the um, kind of uh, a focus on, on uh, communities mm. that have had uh, uh, challenges socially, right? I mean, there's a definition. I've forgotten the words that were used in the definition. Yeah, it's called racist uh, uh, barrier. That's what you've put in place. Because the application, the application fee is upwards between 700 and $1 million. You think this lady's going to come up? And that's just the fee, the application. Not to mention it, how many people you have to pay off in the meantime. <laughs> Um, but but the point system allows uh, the awarding of these not to go to the you know the wealthy big companies that show up and they're trying right. We want people to start businesses and own businesses, but that's only one. Just not our business. I also want to be clear that the uh, you know the other benefit is there. There's production. You talked about dispensaries. There's production facilities. Um, there's the opportunity for people to uh, be engaged in this uh, by getting points for hiring people in communities of color and and to have diversity involved. And we're doing a study um, to make sure that we're able to, you know, the the, um, uh, impact uh, uh, is beneficial for all communities. So I think um, 
there's going to be some learning here as we go. It's not going to be perfect. You know, we're literally you're starting a new industry in a in a state, but we've learned a lot from looking at the other states and making sure we don't make the mistakes that some others. You're not have done. really starting a new industry in the state. We're living in the ramifications of the industry that has been going on for decades, called the drug industry in Illinois. Gangs, street crews, drug dealers, drug addicts. The health care problems, the, ad, the, the cost of the addict, whether he gets killed in the beginning and we have to pay for the entire hospital thing and the burial, or if we get treatment, we have to pay for eternity and he's on welfare for generations. It's called ghettos. Those are the ramifications of these policies that you're still stoking and you're still, by the way, you're guaranteeing through having it this difficult to operate these so-called dispensaries that that black market stay exactly in place. That's, you're not really harming the black market. You're just getting cut in on it. And by you, I don't mean the citizen. Oh, don't worry. You'll be able to buy it almost as easy as you do now from the guy in the corner. I'm talking about your lobbyists, your contributors. See, that's who gets in. This has been, by the way, the word on the street for 10 years, seven years. Everybody who was on the know of Illinois polit- politics knew this was coming. It's already been handed out to the... My favorite are, are, are the politicians who have brothers that are lobbyists. These guys have already been selling the medical marijuana distributorships. That's how come so many Republicans own them. And that leads me to the national story, because as I always say, you want to spot the scam? We're from Illinois. We have a leg up. We are the destination of political corruption, of political skullduggery, deceit, deception, and manipulation. And that's what happens on the national scale as we talk about health care. That is the favorite weapon of the socialist because people, it capitalizes on your fear, on your uncertainty, and it sells you something you, it, it, it can never possess and you can never collect on, and that is absolute security. These are the greatest industries of the scam artists, selling you a fake safety whether it's your health or it's protection or whatever the case may be. And the American person just doesn't want to think about it, wrap themselves up in an imaginary blanket and say, okay. Now, this is not an immune thing to Donald Trump. I know there's many, many Trump supporters slash Krishnas who want to trust and believe in a man, regardless of the, of the re- results or the history or the, or the deception that's obvious. You want to trust and believe. I'm here to tell you, don't. Because he's going to use this scam against you. It isn't just because when they had the Republicans, you could blame John McCain all you want. There's many other Republicans that cast that no vote to assure the yoke of failure known as Obamacare is around our necks. And by the way, they have no intention of relieving it. They have no intention of helping us, the citizens. You know why? Because this dog hunts. This undercoating sells. People don't even know what it is. They just know that... Every time it's mentioned and you're promised it'll be repealed, what do you do? You go out and you vote for the old lady faces Mitch McConnell of the world's. You go out and you, you rally around the f- fake, oh, I, I didn't want to spit that out, fake Mitt Romney's, and I clean that way up. They love this kind of policy. And you know who else loves it? I'm here to tell you, Donald Trump loves it. Let me ask you about Obamacare, uh, which you say you're going to repeal and replace. When you replace it, 
are you going to make sure that people with preconditions are still covered? Yes, because it happens to be one of the strongest assets. You're going to Just keep like Obamacare. the children living with their parents oh. for an extended period. We're going to like Obamacare. You're going to keep Very that. much try and keep that. Adds cost, but it's very much something we're going to try and keep. And there's going to be a period if you repeal it. Wait a minute. Isn't that what AOC says? about universal health care and Bernie Sanders says about the expansion of Medicare. It adds costs, but it's a good program. We're going to keep it. Do you see the similarities? These aren't we are not at a crossroads. Not at all. One's the express lane and one's the regular slow lane. So the express lane is the Bernie Sanders. But make no mistake about it. The destination of the slow lane with Donald Trump, it has the same destination. It is the same neighborhood. It is serfdom. And before you replace it, when millions of people nope. could lose. We're going to do it simultaneously. It'll be just fine. It's going to be great. That's what I do. I do a good job. You know, yeah, I know grab, good at things. Stuff. We're going to repeal it and replace it. And we're not going to have like a two-day period, and we're not going to have a, a two-year period where there's nothing. It will be repealed and replaced, and we'll know. And it'll be great health care for be much wonderful. less money. Mr. Trump also spoke about the phone call that essentially ended the election. Hillary called you. Tell us about that phone call. So Hillary called, and it was a lovely call. And it was a tough call for her. I mean, I can imagine. Tougher for her than it would have been for me, and for me it would have been very, very difficult. The reason I'm going on to this section is because when Donald Trump was running, I I didn't think it was that hard to spot the scam, but apparently it was. His friendship with Bill Clinton goes back for decades. The idea that there is some resistance to a government-controlled society by Donald Trump, I find laughable. That doesn't mean you can't share some of the same ideas he has. Great, wonderful bully for you. But what it does mean is you, too, are willing to be a slave. That's the only way you could entrust a technocrat. And that's, this is a big important thing that we're, we have to discuss. Fabian society of a collective government cannot exist if the people do not want to be managed. A technocrat is a manager of massive social policies. See, I reject those The ideology of a small collective controlling every aspect of our society, even when I agree with it. You could agree with the outcomes Donald Trump is promising you. You could think they're splendid and wonderful and great. Do you are you still willing to turn that over to six guys in Washington, D.C., most of whom are invested and corrupt by the companies and the providers that they say are going to make things great? That's the only difference here. The Republicans are only promising better management that's why they all collude with each other that's why they when it comes time to fight the real rules the real corruption and politics and the money and the lobbyists and the schemes and the and 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 the expense accounts and the pay raises there's no fight by the republicans it's the same garbage it's the same thing why because they're friends uh she couldn't have been nicer uh, she just said congratulations donald well done and I said, I want to thank you very much. You were a great competitor. She's very strong and very smart. What about Bill Clinton? I don't Clinton? remember the Republicans were beating this. He called the next day. Really? What did he say? Actually called last night. 
Oh, what is and that? He, uh, he couldn't have been more gracious. He said it was an amazing run, uh, one of the most amazing he's ever seen. Uh, he said that. He was very, very, um, really very nice. You know, you said that you might call uh, President Obama for advice. Would you think of calling President Clinton for advice? Well, he's a very talented guy, both of them. I mean, this is a very talented family. Uh, certainly, really? I would certainly think about that. Both of that. them. Would you describe either one of them as talented? What exactly is Hillary's talent, aside from deceiving a nation of who she really is? That's for Bill Clinton as well. What is the Bill Clinton talent? Oh, I know. He can eat a banana and crap a fruit salad for the right amount of donation. That's their real talent. The idea that, that, that this got no play. This is with Leslie Stahl on 60 Minutes. This is right after he won. Are you witnessing exactly what's happened? Is what he was signaling? They're not going to do anything. And if they, have, if they need advice, they call the other side. That's exactly what happens. How else could it be we're strapped with this failure of Obamacare? That now what has happened and what you've seen? Republicans run on managing it better. That's what they mean when they say replacement. And then the ones we have in the Senate by Mitch McConnell, old lady face Mitch McConnell, they gave up on it. This, was, this went by four days ago, and I didn't hear it on any, any place uh, more than Internet news. It wasn't on national news. This is something that I think is a big indicator of the fact that we are never going to be relieved of government-controlled health care. We are never going to be free again. Now, our grandfathers said the same thing when Medicare was passed. They weren't crackpots. They were right. They were forecasting the signals of what happened when you collude with socialism. It is a quicksand that the more you wiggle, the deeper you get, and you can never get out of it. Is there a distance between you and the president on what he wants to do on health care and where you see the health care debate stand? Yeah, not, not any longer. Uh, we had a good conversation yesterday afternoon, and I pointed out to him uh, the Senate Republicans' uh, view on uh, dealing with comprehensive health care reform with a Democratic House of Representatives. So I made it clear to him we were not going to be doing that in the Senate. He did say, as he later uh, tweeted, he accepted that, and uh, that he would be developing a plan that he would take to the American people uh, during the uh, 2020 uh, campaign and suggest that that would be what he would be advocating in a second term if there were a Republican Congress. So we don't have a misunderstanding about that. Uh, We'll not be doing uh, comprehensive in the Senate. Republicans failed to pass any of their health care plans in Congress, so they're trying to repeal health care in court. This reeks of desperation, and they have no backup plan. The President and the Republicans are for repeal. They have no replace. They want nothing. President Trump confirmed he'll hold Americans hostage Unfortunately, he's right. the 2020 right. elections when it comes to health care. He promises, re-elect me, and then maybe I'll let you take a peek at my backup plan after that, which they don't have. What a ruse. What a sham, and even more, what a disgrace. I'll tell you what, I rarely agree with that scumbag. I rarely agree with that open and notorious 40-year politician, scumbag, slip-and-fall lawyer that he is. He's absolutely correct. Sorry.
just the way it is. Absolutely correct. And there's a more diabolical plague here. You see, the thing when you start to, to, to control industries and you start to manage things is that you need to keep the, the, the tyranny and the necessity in place. And you need to spin it to somehow offset it, to diversify it. And the way you do that is you promise that it alleviates costs to job creators. See, that's the, that's the real play in Obama. That's what Obama banked on um, when he implemented this, is that he knew he could eliminate the competition for insurance companies. He could hold out insurance companies. He could also guarantee profit to those companies that went along with this system. Because what he did is he backdoor nationalized healthcare care uh, uh, insurance companies, knowing that it would then lead to government providers, as you saw independent hospitals and doctors just go by the wayside. Obamacare worked exactly as it was supposed to, and now it's narrowing in around us. And now the Republicans understand that if they promise to manage it better, it'll tighten to where we can't get it off. It'll become those Chinese handcuffs that the harder you pull, the tighter it gets. Can you not see that's, what ha- that's what's happening? As the majority of us independent business people are paying $2,000 a month, a staggering amount. As we went from $500 a month, this isn't just me saying this. This isn't me just paying this. This is independent business people, people who have small businesses. This is adding to all of the other destruction. This is the, the wave that is created from the pebble of tyranny that's dropped. This is what happens. It takes away from everything. So now that business is susceptible to listening to this because they need to alleviate their costs, this is the direction Trump is going in. Trump is going in the direction of expanding it to cover businesses as well. Now, that's a prediction. I don't have audio to back it up, but that's the, that's the course of it. That's where it's going to go. Because what Trump learned in this fight over economic 101 policies, over government mitigation of, of extortion fees for choosing to buy from companies he didn't give the okay to, is he understood that the country has an appetite to be steered. This is steering. They have an appetite to be controlled. Now, it's funny. I, I, I always go back to the, to the philosophy of does a president and his economic body have the right to control things? And I pick macroeconomics. This was the outrage I had as Obama, in my opinion, unconstitutionally, passed Obamacare, directed and bought off politicians in the same way Pritzker did to pass his budget, guaranteeing money to districts, pork barrel. Everybody remember all that, the holdouts for Obamacare, the the billions upon billions of dollars they got to their districts. So he bought those votes the same way Pritzker did. But that's exactly what happens on our side as Trump bought the votes, bought the politicians to support his takeover of trade, which was a catalyst for the, of, the, of us fighting the king in the first place. Read your Declaration of Independence. It's always about the money, honey, always. Whether it's health care, whether it's trade, it's about the money. The difference is we, as so-called conservatives and Republicans, have turned it over to Trump for empty promises and guarantees of good management. Something that I won't even mention, we would be absolutely in a 
competitive disadvantage the likes of which you've never seen. Now, people haven't used tariffs, but tariffs are a beautiful thing when you're the piggy bank, when you have all the money. Everyone's trying to get bank. our money. China and the China deal is going to work out. You know why? Because of tariffs, because right now China is getting absolutely decimated by companies that are leaving China, going to other countries, including our own, because they don't want to pay the tariffs. That's a lie. China will, in my opinion, based on a lot of facts and a lot of knowledge, China's going to make a deal because they're going to have to make a deal. That's scary. Based on a lot of facts and a lot of knowledge, he doesn't have either one. In fact, those companies, those are Chinese fronts, stupid. Those are Chinese fronts. China doesn't have independent companies. So they create phony LLCs, kind of like the Pritzkers. They create phony LLCs and phony S-Corps and phony front groups to go into other countries where they're still making it in China, and they're just selling it to Vietnam before they sell it to us. The greatest foreign policy of all is freedom, always and forever. What he's not telling you is he's found a way to manipulate and to guarantee this is the real globalism. What the Trump Krishnas don't understand He's taking away the advantage of the American dollar. That's what he's doing at the very worst time. And in order to perpetuate this lie, he needs two things. An ignorant, trusting society and an intimidated monetary policy. Intimidated and corrupt monetary policy. He's got both. This is where this is going. And the fear and the loathing takes your eye off the ball. China's way ahead of the game because, number one, we make up 18% of their exports only. Number two, they're not actually a, a, a country that stokes independent business. Everything they do is for the fatherland. That's what they're doing. It is nothing for China to open up a front trade organization in one of these other third world despot countries. Nothing. In fact, it's quite easy for them. And you could focus on the, on the fight you pretend is going on as they side hit you from the side, the flank on both sides. What do you want? You want us to do it in Europe or you want us to do it in, in, in another Asian country? Because they have the ability to do both. Even now, we see the collaboration with India. That's a big problem. The collaboration with Russia, huge. At the same time, we've printed 600% increase the money supply, Trump weakens the dollar. This is setting up for a tsunami that we cannot financially handle. And if you think you're going to go around these phony baloney employment numbers and say, isn't it great? It's the same thing as pointing to the stock market. It means nothing to more than half of the country. They're buying your fake confidence. They're buying your fake complacency. And I'll show you what I mean. But in the case of Mexico, I would say we'd get virtually 100% of the companies. I mean, they make a product and they sell it into our country. We lose a tremendous amount of money every year with Mexico. You know, for years. You don't lose any money. You gain value. Those companies that buy those products have a management board, have a decision to make, have to turn a profit. I give you the cheapest thing America has ever produced, ever is the dollar. I give you this dirty paper and you give me something I can profit on or that I need or that I decide value. How am I losing money? I am gaining value. What is so freaking hard about understanding that, dimwits? Not to mention, these are companies, not countries. This is a government. What do you mean you're losing money, dummy? The companies that do it, 
lose money or make money. The government isn't in the business, and they certainly shouldn't be. What the problem is is that they quietly are because they backdoor nationalized everything. And you sit there and nod your heads. It's unbelievable to me. We've lost over $100 billion a year on trade oh, with Mexico. God. And, of course, then we get into the second problem Stupid we have with Mexico, which maybe, frankly, is the first, and that's drugs and drugs coming across the border. So we want to have very, very powerful borders. Really? That's another problem I have. To a certain extent, he's absolutely right. 80% of all drugs, prescription drugs, 80 in the entire world are consumed by who? You guessed it, the Americans. Those are through prescriptions. The doctors, the medical system, turned them into drug addicts with the pharmaceutical companies. They paid them off to be drug addicts. Now you got a drug problem. Now your only answer is supply, right? Your only problem is the supply. Oh, my God, we got this huge, huge amount of drug trafficking. Why are they coming here? Because they can't sell them? Why is heroin the exact same cost it was in 1965? And we've had 15 different wars with the, with the heroin providers, with the poppy providers. Why? You're going to tell me they're not in on this scam? Of course they are. And you can't do it unless you have these deals with Mexico. It's like and Pritzker. The New York Times wrote a story like, I already made the deal. It's nonsense. We talked about it for months and months and months, and they wouldn't get there. And we just said, hey, look, if you don't get there, we're just going to have to charge you hundreds of billions of dollars in uh, taxes. What a, what a joke. And what a tyrant. we would have been just fine because what would have happened, you know. All- first of all, first of all, Trump supporting morons with your Caddyshack hat on. Mexico isn't paying shit. The consumer pays it each and every time. The cost goes up to your neighbor, the old lady across the street. Now, if you're fine with that, good. Then be what you are, the same kind of socialist that supports Ocasio-Cortez, the same kind of slave that wants to turn over this kind of power to a government. You're the same thing as the Bernie supporter or the Ocasio-Cortez supporter. The only difference is your guy's in a Brooks Brother wide hip soup suit. That's the only difference. It's the only difference. They don't have this authority. And he's wrong, and he's lying, and he's deceiving you. Or he's an absolute frickin' idiot. Those are your choices. These babies, these... Uh, I don't know if they if they can honestly believe it. You got it, Joe. I noticed you were just about 80% there. there. Is. Not quite 100 Patronize. But you were 80% Patronize. there. But what yeah. will happen is the companies will move into the United States back where they came from. Ah, oh, these slithering son of a bitches. These are the same kind of guys that tell your wife when you first they first meet you and your couple, you're so lucky, your husband's such a good guy, the whole time he's grabbing her ass. That's that same kind of freaking tactic, stupids. I can't take it. The more I listen to, to, to conservatives, phony conservative talk radio, Dave, we really won the deal. You didn't win shit from Shinola. Either that or you don't know it. Either that or you don't know it. You won nothing but an empty promise. What you lost, what you lost is the American business person saying, who the frick are you to decide these things? And you know how you do it? Just buy the farmers off with four rounds or three rounds of payoffs in the billions of dollars. Just promise to protect the companies that hired Lighthouser, the scumbag lawyer that sits in your ear, or Peter Navarro, or Liza Minnelli, Steve Mnuchin. And how do you know? How do you know what I'm telling you is right? Because as you listen to these used-to-be capitalists like Stephen Moore, and I think I forgot my eight-ball Cudlow, as you listen to them argue 180 degrees of what they used to argue for, you know you know the truth. It's whether you want to admit it or not. Look, John Dean's been a loser for many years, so I've been watching him on one of the networks that 
is not exactly Trump oriented, and I guess they paid him a lot of money over the years. What is John's Trump oriented? Yeah, we know that. I think he was disbarred. You could agree with him. He's right. Fine. But what is Trump orientated? That's the whole reason I played that stupid clip. What is Trump orientated? Why aren't you freedom orientated? Why aren't you independent from the government orientated? Do you see how you've rolled yourself in a blanket and you're willing to let government dictate trade policies over every industry at a whim? Now, whether you love him or hate him, he's a stitch in time. What are you going to do when the Ocasio Cortezes are in charge and they say, you, don't, you sit there and shut up because I'll dictate how we trade our macro policies? You took it when Trump was in. What are you going to say? What's your argument? Great again for the next four years. And that's how you get these policies of tyranny that never go away. The argument is to fight the principle of the power. Why is Obamacare and Medicare failing? Because it is a failed policy. It needs to be removed, ripped out by the roots, not expanded. Why are we having uh, uh, problems with trade and foreign policy problems and, and and a rejection of the dollar? Because the government earned it. They earned all of that. They are the double crossers. Can you imagine? Just think of it for one moment as if you weren't lucky enough to be born logistically in America. Imagine if you're one of these countries who agrees to trade your currency into the U.S. dollar to buy your natural necessity commodities. And all of a sudden, uh, 2008 and the housing crisis happens. And you don't really give a shit whose fault it was, the bank or the consumer or whatever, because it was both. You don't really care about that. All you know is they get to print 600 times the money, and I still have to take my currency that our country didn't have this problem, exchange it in the dollar at a rate they say to buy all our necessities. And yet the dollar keeps going up. How could that be? Because we're extortionists. You imagine that? What if we're the bad guy? What if we are? What if we're the double crossers? What if we're the ones that broke our word? Wouldn't we need a strong man in office? Wouldn't we need extortion and threats? Wouldn't we need a bully to maintain an upper hand? That's the problem. We've lost our fundamentals. we lost our principles. Now you're in this quagmire of, 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 of what? Of, ty- of tyranny. Of dictatorship. Of kingship. Sorry. Listen, I like Trump. Sure, the third wife's hot. All right, I'm all in. But I don't want a king. Even if the ex-wife or even if the pretend wife loves them and they're hot and she's not fooling around with a Secret Service agent. Fine. Okay. Wake up. I don't want a king. Whether it's one who says he's conservative or it's one like Obama who says he knows what's best. That's what Trump's telling you. Reject it. I guess I'm passe. But listen, I've had a good time. I'll be back tomorrow. Then we've got some Florida stuff coming in, but I'll be in touch. Stay tuned for the Liberty Hour. It'll be here tomorrow uh, in about 23 hours. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.